name is Rudo, for those of you that don't know me, and, it's, uh, and we're a family. We love one another. We care for one another. That's how we think about our church as a family, and, um, but not just care for one another all the time. We also care about those that do not know Jesus yet, right? We value those who do not know Jesus, and that's why we have these values, um, and we're going to speak about this a little bit more tonight. Um, we're starting a new sermon series, and I almost feel like the launcher of new sermon series. <laughs> um, so I launch new sermon series. Other people that names are starting with Philip, they launch churches. So I think <laughs> one day when my name is Philip, I can launch a church. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's just a joke. I'll launch sermon series. Don't worry. Um, no. We're launching our citywide. So as a citywide church, um, for, for the next uh, five, six weeks, we're going to speak about our core values. And so this series is called One because we are one church in the city, but with many congregations. And I think we have eight congregations now with Moikluf being planted. Um, and so over the next five, six weeks, we're going to speak about our five core values. There they are. Um, written on the walls, we're going to go through them um, for the next five weeks, going through them each one, each week. And, um, but we're not going to cover one of these values tonight. We're going to speak about the concept of value, so that we can have a biblical understanding of value. And then we're going to go into our values. Um, and so, if you have your Bibles with you, you're welcome to take them out and open up in the book of Matthew. And we're going to read from chapter 6. Now, if, you've, if you know chapter 6, you'll know, you'll know that it's part of the Sermon on the Mount. And I want to encourage you, you know, once maybe every month or two months. I like to maybe do it once every week or two weeks. Just read the, the Sermon on the Mount, like, from beginning to end. So that's Matthew 5, 6, and 7. That's Jesus' first sermon. So if you want to hear a proper sermon... Um, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So try and read it in one go, in one sitting. It's, a, it's really a good sermon. And so Jesus is giving his first sermon. And what he's, what he's beginning to do, he's starting to change the culture, not just by speaking, but also through his actions. And so he's zooming in on people and exposing them almost a little bit. So he's now finished speaking about devotions, and now he's really getting into people's personal spaces when we're going to read Matthew from verse 19 up to verse 24. And I want you to, to notice when we read these five scriptures, notice the comparison, almost the, the, um, how Jesus is comparing two things with one another all the time. See if you can pick that up as we read these from verse 19. So Matthew 6 verse 19, it says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, verse 24, for either he will hate the one and love the other, 
or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other, for you cannot serve God and money. Father, thank you for this incredible word and your sermon. and Thank you that we can even to this day, Lord, learn from your words and may it speak into our hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Now, an incredible sermon, Jesus is busy preaching here on the mount and he's speaking about, he's really getting into people's personal space, right? He's speaking about what they are storing up. If we read about um, lay up, the word lay up means to store up. And can you see there's this comparison that he's making or he's contrasting two things with one another, heaven and earth, bad and healthy, darkness and light, God and mammon, right? And so we'll get to all of that in a moment. I want to show you this 10 rand. Now, I chose a 10 rand because to rip up a 100 rand is quite rough, felt like, (laughs) to be brutally honest with you. (laughs) So we took a 10 rand. But let's say we take this 10 rand, okay? So this 10 rand, um, can you buy something, the value of this 10 rand is 10. Can you buy something with the 10 rand that's 9.99? Yes, you can. Can you buy something with it that's 15 rand? No, you can't, because the value is 10 rand. So let's say, I learned this word this morning, crumple. Okay, it's frommel op, it's a mooi Afrikaanse woord, okay? So let's say you crumple this, this up. Okay, there it is. Crumpled up. Surely it must be eight rand worth now. Is it worth eight rand now? Why not? Still ten rand. Okay? So let's say I crumple up, put it, step on it. Now it must be worth seven rand. Isn't it? It's still ten rand, friends. And even to the point where I will rip it up. Okay? Have you ever done that? Your heart goes, <laughs> even if you rip it up and you put it back together, the worth of this money is still 10 rand. If you put it, if you're going to pluck it back together, the food zone around the corner, that honey will definitely take it. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> She's going to get this 10 rand. Still 10 rand. It's still 10 rand. That's the worth. It's still 10 rand. And for all of you, you can understand it. And you're like, well, I, can, I understand that because we are so good with what the world gives us and we understand the value of the worldly system. We understand it. We even teach ourselves and we learn the worldly system and to understand the value of the worldly system. But do we understand God's system when it comes to value? Because God's system is different. And so we need to be clear about our own values, what our community value and what our church value. Because our values drive our decisions and if values drive our decisions, it leads into our actions. And so our actions reveal our values. And that is what happens in the scripture. That is what we learn. And so everyone has values because all of you value someone or something. And so we need to have a biblical understanding of why, what, 
and who value. Right? And we get that from this four or five scriptures. And so if we look at this scripture, this, it mentions three realities to reveal value. Three realities to reveal value. Three realities that all of us face. Because none of you can sit here and say, I don't have a heart. Because that scripture speaks about your heart. And your heart reveals something. That scripture speaks about the eye. And all of us have got eyes. And so you are faced with this reality of your eye. And then he goes into your emotions a little bit, right? What you love and what you hate. And that reveal your loyalty. And so he speaks about our hearts reveal why we value. Our eyes reveal what we value, and our loyalty reveal who we value. And so if we look at the first one there, the first three scriptures speaks about our hearts that reveal why we value. And if we read again, listen to the contrast between verse 19 and 20. Listen to this. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves is not. Do not break in and steal. Okay? So it's this contrast between earth and heaven. Does it say you should not store up or lay up? The root word of to lay up is to store up. So he's not saying we should not store up because at a certain point we are referred back to the end to learn how to store up, right? How to plan, how to be good planners, how to be good stewards of what we have and to store up. He's not saying we should not store up. What Jesus is addressing in this moment is where do you store? Where do we store? Is it on earth or is it in heaven? Is it on earth? Is it earthly or is it heavenly? Because that's where your treasure is. And where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And where your heart is will determine your decisions. And your decisions will lead to your actions and your actions will reveal your values. <laughs> How amazing is that? Look at Luke 6 verse 45, it says, the good person, out of the good treasure, so a good person that has got good treasure, of his heart produces good. So from his heart comes his good treasure, and he's a good person. But then it says, and the evil person, out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Wat die mond van vol is, loop die, wat die hart van vol is, loop die mond van, loop die mond oor. <laughs> what the heart is filled with, your mouth will speak. That is what you will value. And so let's just imagine this for a moment, if you look at our values. But can you almost see a blank canvas there? And... Imagine our first value being tithing. 
and then properties. Huh? That would be cool. And what about the third one, talents? And the fourth one, music. And then coffee, the fifth one, obviously. And so what if, what if those were our five core values? It's not bad values. The church needs money so we can value the tithers. It's not bad to value properties because here we sit not in our own property, so maybe if we value properties, we will be in our own property. It's not bad to value talents because we all were given talents. And so why not build on talents? Why not value talents? Or music? Or coffee because coffee brings people together. But you see, our values reveal our hearts. And so we will try to get to the top, right? Our hearts reveal why we value. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we value Jesus at the top. That he is the center of who and what we value. I'm thankful that we value evangelism for those who do not know Jesus. That we will still value them. I'm thankful that we value discipleship, a growth path into, into this thing we call Christianity, following Jesus. And I'm thankful that we value leadership and family coming together. Because our hearts reveal why we value. Is it to get to the top? Or is, or is it Jesus is at the top? We're building our lives, our treasure in heavenly things. Not on earthly things. Properties. All of those things will stay behind. Our treasure is in heaven, friends, not here on earth. And therefore, we value differently. As people following Jesus, we value differently. Do you hear that? We value differently. The second one, second one is our eyes reveal what we value. Our eyes reveal what we value and so... If you go to verse 22, it says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, listen to this, he's, he's contrasting again this thing, comparing Jesus. Your eye is the lamp of the body, so keep that in mind. And so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. So there's health and there's light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? How great is this treasure that you are building on earth that is going nowhere slowly? How great is this darkness? I had a conversation this morning after the sermon and it was quite um, a lady that came to me and she spoke into this specific point and she just said, she's, she's, I don't know if I didn't know, but she said she studied the eye a little bit. So she's in the medical business, I think. And she, so she said the eye were designed, they did studies on the eye, and so the eye were designed to take in light. 
It captures light, and the light that it captures goes into a certain part of your brain, and your brain processes everything that your, light, that your light, that your eyes captures. And it becomes part of your body into decisions that flows out into actions. <laughs> huh? How cool is that? And so if we fill our eyes with lights of videos all the time from Ukraine and saying that we're not going to make it, we have to go into bomb shelters, and we have to do all these things, we are busy filling our lives on earth with earthly things, and we're building just for ourselves. Because the light that we capture with our eyes, it's not good, it's bad. It says it's bad. It's unhealthy. And so... What do you look at? What do you read? Is it healthy or is it unhealthy? Is it good or is it bad? Because what we see, what we feed our eyes, we feed our bodies. And what we feed our bodies, we are building friends. We are creating something. And the question is, where are you creating? Is it on earth? Is it earthly or is it heavenly? What we see, we want, and what we want, we get, right? And so let's, let me explain it for a moment. Jesus had this way of explaining things from the other way around. And so who had Bible trivia at school or something like that? Bible trivia? Huh? Okay, here's one for you. What is another word in the Bible for a master that is not God? What is another word in the Bible for a master that is not God? Yes, idolatry, idolatry, idols. It's not God, but we bow before and listen to, listen to Romans 1 verse 25. It says, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. There is, is that contrast again. We see actually how we have exchanged it. The lie and the truth and the truth and the lie and they have exchanged these things, and it says, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. They started to build things, earthly things, and then they started worshiping these things, and they forgot that I am the creator. I have made you. I love you. I gave my son for you. So listen to this. Anything, this was the whole issue of the Old Testament. Anything that has become more important than God is idolatry. Can I say that again? I want you to listen this time. Anything that you place above God is idolatry. Luke 21, verse 13 to 21. Sorry, Luke 12, verse 13 to 21 is this parable parable about the rich fool. Right? Rich fool, Jesus is literally calling it. And it's almost a similar story to Matthew 6. But in verse 19, so it goes on, Jesus is telling the story, but in verse 19, it's almost at this place where this rich fool comes to, he's looking at his life and he's saying, verse 19, he says, and I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, 
drink, be merry. And listen what God says, not a good idea, not a CEO or a manager. The God of the universe says, said to him, fool. Because none of those things will go with you. None of it. Do you want to hear about another fool? Another fool? Ever heard about the story of Pablo Escobar? Anyone? Okay, Pablo Escobar. Those of you that don't know, he was, a, he was the drug lord. He's the king of drug lords. Okay. His net worth by the time that he died in the ninth, early 90s was $30 billion net worth. Only through drug trafficking. Can you just imagine that? $30 billion. At one stage, this guy, okay, this is crazy. Let me just. At one stage, he spent $2,500 a week on rubber bands so that he can put his money together and bury it. A week. That means $10,000 a month. That is maybe more than some of our salaries. A month. $10,000 a month, friends, on rubber bands so that you can bury your money. And listen to this. At the end of his life, they estimate that 10% of his money was eaten by rats. That's $3 billion. Okay, just think about that for a moment. $3 billion eaten by rats that will not go anywhere. He buried his money in the ground, in walls, under the floors. They, there's programs where they still search for his money today for the billions of Escobar's millions or whatever. Pablo Escobar loved money. He served money. He made money. And when he died, none of that went with him. The rats ate it. Wherever he went, I don't know, not making assumptions, none of those $30 billion went with him, friends. The rats ate it. That is what happens when we build our treasures on earth. And God is saying, Jesus is saying, he's calling us. He says, don't lay up for yourself on earth. Lay up for yourself in heaven. What do we value? What do you love? I love coffee. I won't take coffee to heaven. But it's one of my passions. And so what we love many times is our passions. It's our careers. It's our studies. It's our drive. Right? It's our families. It's my sons. It's my wife. The moment that they get above God, you know what happens? They start to worship them. Created things and not the creator. God is the creator. And he said, I want you to worship me and to build your treasure in heaven. And to value heavenly things. What do you value? And has that become more important than God? Our eyes reveal what we value. 
It's going to be bad or good. It's, it's, you're going to, your body's going to be healthy or it's going to be unhealthy. And as every nation family, it is important for us to be clear on what we value. That's why we do this. It is for us to be clear as a family what we value. Amen. You with me? The last point I want to share is where it speaks about our loyalty reveal who we value. Our loyalty reveal who we value. Verse 24. Notice the contrast again. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other, for you cannot serve God and money. And so there's certain translation that's, that uses a better descriptive word called mammon. And so that is a good word just to understand the scripture because it's not that we say money is bad because I'm going to put this money back together and buy bread. Okay, so I, I need this thing, right? It's not that money is bad, but this word in its root meaning means that we chase after the wealth and the riches of this world and it becomes a God. And he's saying, you cannot serve the riches, the, the wealth of this world and what that throws at us. You cannot serve that and me. There's only one God and you're gonna serve one of them. Listen to this. We must have a master. All of us will have, you will have a master because we are human, you worship. You will worship. And so therefore, you must have a master. And so we have a choice of two masters. You can only serve one. You will serve something. You will worship something. There's two sides. You can only serve one. Mammon or God. Darkness or light. Earthly things, heavenly things. Lies, truth. And you see how Jesus is contrasting and comparing this and he's exposing our hearts and our eyes. And as he's exposing our hearts and our eyes, what he's doing is he's zooming in on our loyalty because our hearts and our eyes will reveal your loyalty. Why you value and what you value will show exactly and expose who you value, our actions. So where's your loyalty? Do you value the things God values? It's not complicated like Eugene said. So you determine what you value. You choose. That's why there's this contrast. It's you that's choosing. And God is calling us to this side and he's saying, I want you to build your treasure in heaven. I want you to, to be healthy, to walk in the light. Amen? And so I'd like to end off tonight and we're going to, to share in the communion. And as we share in the communion, I want you to, to understand that if we take the communion, it is for us to remember what, Right? Do you remember what? Do you remember what Jesus did for us on the cross? And so if we remember, Jesus did not just 
do this because it's a nice thing that to do for us, drink a little bit of wine. No. It was his last words. And read it in John. It was this last intimate moment that he had with his disciples, and I think it was quite important. And he says, remember me, because it is going to be so easy for you to build your life on earth and to, to think about yourself and to build an earthly treasure. Remember me. Remember what I did for you, because as you remember and keep me in the center, you'll remember that I am the one that's leading you. I'm the one that's guiding your decisions and your actions. And as you build your treasure, lay up, you should store up, but do it with, with, with heaven in mind, with people in mind, with nations in mind. Let's spend our money on nations and on people and see if we can get more people into heaven, friends. Amen? Let's treasure and let's value what God values. And he's saying, remember me. And so I want to ask you, this is, a, this is an introspection moment because that is what Jesus' intention was with this piece when he wrote it. It was for you to take a little bit of stock, to introspect when we speak about values, it is for you to see what do you value? What do you value? That's why there's a contrast. And so as you take communion and you remember Jesus, then just for a moment want to ask this question. Can you reveal anything in your life that has become more important than God? Can you identify anything? Can, can you ask God to reveal the things that you have placed above Him? And you are actually worshiping created things and not the Creator. You, many of you are still young and you are building your lives. Friends, be very aware of this. is an important message because when you're 50, 60 and you look back, maybe you've missed an opportunity. Will you remember Jesus tonight? Will you take communion and even go on your knees? And take Jesus serious tonight. Say, Lord, reveal to me the things in my heart why I value. Reveal my eyes, Lord, what I value. Will you reveal my loyalty? Lord, as we as we take communion tonight and remember you, thank you. We want to first of all thank you to this day that you gave your life, Jesus, and that we can remember you. you that you are God and that you want to spend time with us we love you for that will you speak into our hearts Lord because all of us has hearts and our hearts reveal our decisions and our decisions reveal our actions and may you come and shine light spotlights on that tonight and guide us, Lord, into different directions if it should. Thank you that you have so much grace upon us. We love you for that. Amen.